Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Don was on a ghost hunt at a haunted LA Fitness where Brad was doing CrossFit all alone. His squats opened a wormhole and that's what led them here. Trapped inside a magic studio. The adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Bradley and Dawn. A Mike Ganger production. Hey, happy Friday, everyone. You are listening to The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn today with Bradley and Mike. Hello. Hi, Mike. Hi. Thanks for showing up of today. Of course, that's what I do. Dawn will be back with us next week. So we are going to head into the weekend, a weekend that has some sunshine, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, frankly, it has been a rough week weather-wise, and uh, I think it's going to be a little chilly. But, still, still digging out. But, but uh, uh, yeah. did you get in okay this morning? I got in. Today was the first, uh, the closest to normal we've had for a while, traffic-wise, in the last uh, four days or so. So it really no issues. W- uh, I, uh, I think it's. I don't think we all realized how much snow actually fell until like the last day or so, when yeah. you know all the totals would come out, and people are like, "Actually, this is like the third. I think we're on par for what the third most snow of the year." Yeah. So far? At this point, yeah. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Anyway, it's very significant. <laughs> and I think we we're all like, it's fine, it's fine, it's Minnesota, <laughs> it snows. And it's like, oh, actually, this was an unusually lot of snow early. And frankly, I think we just haven't had it for a while. So it, it takes some time. You know, that muscle memory. Yep. That snow muscle memory. It- you... Moving it around, that is the key, and finding a way logistically to get it all moved around. The things that you don't always think about until you have 27 more inches than normal at this time of year. It's like, okay, now where do we put it? I'm sure that's what everyone who's in that role is is thinking right now. Yeah, right, because like, well, and a lot of times it'll snow a lot, and then it'll get warm, and so then you kind of don't have to deal with it as much. But you're absolutely right. We just had snow upon snow, and it's like, okay, well, now where do we put it? And so it's this constant battle of put it in the street, put it in the alley, put it in my driveway, put it in the street, put it in the alley. And you're constantly driving over embankments that were created out of one of those, you know, movement experiences. Um, But at least I feel like today the roads were fine. People were maybe a little bit more aware of their surroundings. Maybe. Maybe not. Um. I do want to circle back to a story we talked about to kick things off today here on the adventures of Bradley and Don. We've got a fabulous show for you. Holly's going to be in uh, later with a dirt alert, blind items. She's going to stick around for a bit later in the show. The third hour today, Paul McGuire Grimes is going to give us uh, a double duty. That didn't sound right. 
he's going to give us double duty, not a double duty, because, well, that's a gift I don't want. Play your cards right. I don't know. <laughs> what cards are those? <laughs> the wrong. I guess that's a game of chance called craps. Mike. There you go. Yes. Um, but no, one of the stories that we talked about this week that I want to circle back to because it's coming next week. Prince Harry, uh, his book, The Duke of Su- Sussex, excuse me, Friday Mouth. Uh, we're getting all of these details about this book. It's like one after the other. Page six yesterday was literally just one Harry and Meg. Well, not Harry and Megan. Prince Harry autobiography or memoir story after another, right? Like just salacious headline. And everybody seems to have gotten an interview with him. He's doing a 60 minutes interview that we're going to hear on Sunday. I think GMA has a story or an interview that's going to come out Monday. Colbert on Tuesday. Oh, God. So he's doing all of the press. These two know how to um, use or utilize the American media system. I'm surprised we don't have it. Do we have an interview booked? Mike. doing my job. Mike, what are you doing? (laughs) I feel like he could totally. I think it's possible. Anyway, I'm just saying check on it. All right. But headline after headline. And they're headlines like this. Like headlines... Prince Harry snapped at Meghan Markle in cruel fight. I I laughed, but only because I'm like, wow, that's a story that you wouldn't expect to see in his memoir. That tells me that he's probably going to talk about some interesting things. The style section over at page six, Prince William ordered spare Prince Harry to shave his beard. Like it's, it's just one drop after another of things that we have to look forward to. And um, we talked about this earlier in the week that we're actually going to read it as a show. Yep. Um, I forget. Were you on board? I am absolutely okay. Are you going to read the book? I'm going to listen to it. I'm just like you two. If I sit down and try to read something, I'll fall asleep before you through two pages. I I am the same way. Unless I'm on vacation and I literally have nothing else to do, uh, I'm going to be doing the audible. And I know that Dawn will as well. So the three of us are going to do the audio book version of Spare, the book that comes out next week, January 10th. What day is that? Tuesday. That is Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, I think that's when books usually come out anyway. So um, in anticipation for that, though, like I said, we've gotten all these stories. I don't know, Mike, your relationship with the Royals, if you've gotten more interested now that you're, you know, um, doing the show. Yeah. But tell me what. Like what your interest level is? Uh, previously, none, quite honestly. And then, like you said, ever since joining my talk, I've gotten more and more into it, and more and more, uh, yeah, just uh, excited about it. What, is there anything you? And I'm putting you on the spot, yeah. and that's fine if you don't have an answer. But is there anything in particular that draws you or repels you? Because that's the other thing is, yeah. I think you're in totally entitled to be like these people drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. Whatever your your natural feelings are, I just find it fascinating. You know, anybody who lives and you want to understand how they live their life out and how they make decisions and things like that when you don't never having a worry about money or knowing your kids as kids will never have a worry about money or any of those things it's fascinating how it's like oh you have no problems then you've got no worries everything is going to be great and then you start digging into okay what their Mm -hmm. actual problems are and obviously they're not problems like we experience but they are uh there are a lot of them and there can be so i think that's the most fascinating part of just how these you know, people who seemingly, how could you have issues? How could you have problems? But yeah. there, there are a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, part of it, like, I, I think a normal response is like, these people are spoiled. They've yeah. got all the things in the world and they still can't figure it out. And you're like, well, but also they're just people like you and I. Exactly. So they've got feelings mm-hmm. and they've got, you know, the story that I read um, most recently from Spare 
not in the book itself because the book hasn't come out yet, but we're getting all these dribs and drabs. And frankly, I'm trying to avoid them at the same time, read them because I want to know what's going on. But <laughs> sure. I also don't want to read the book before I read the book. Yeah. Because I want to hear, uh, I want to hear him do the book himself, or I want to hear him f- the stories from himself. Okay. But this particular story uh, about his beard. Um, and let me bring this up here. He was ordered apparently by Prince William to shave his beard for his wedding. And this sounds so petty. Like there is, you know, you have these like grandiose stories about how they've like tried to like, because of the just like institutional rot in his family and with the British tabloid media and how just vitriolic they are and just, you know, all these like big issues. Right. And then there's like, Oh, also his brother had to shave his beard as the heir because the heir to the throne can't walk or the heir to the crown can't walk around with a beard wow. because it's seen as undignified or whatever, right? Like some dumb rule. And so he then takes it out on his brother by like, well, you can't have a beard either. Like that is just like a level of petty that you can relate to, right? Yeah. Like if you have a sibling, maybe you're like, I don't want you to have something I didn't have. But it, but again, it's like these grown ass people yeah. that in any other world you'd be like, I'm gonna do whatever I want. You can't tell me what to do. In one breath, he's making fun of the fact, or at least going with the spare nickname because he's never gonna be the heir to the throne. But yeah. then in the same breath, he's like, oh, and you also have to shave because you're only the spare. You're gonna be one of the heirs of the throne, so you yeah. have to shave. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's totally it's totally petty and totally. <laughs> um, gigantic of a story which is i think what fascinates me most about can we listen i i put up a this is a trailer for an interview that they're doing on good morning america and this is just a little bit back and forth with harry and um and gma that's going to come on monday GMA Monday morning. Ultimately, I don't think that we can ever have peace with my family unless the truth is out there. Prince Harry. You refer to your brother as your beloved brother and arch nemesis. Strong words. What did you mean by that? The GMA interview. So the heir was jealous of the spare. Everyone will be talking about. Maybe it's a difficult question to ask or for you to answer. I'm sure you're going to ask anyway. I'm going to ask anyway. I have to. Good morning, America Monday. So that's not like particularly enlightening, but still, nonetheless, uh, Michael Strahan's going to be interviewing Harry. And this is just one of like, there's going to be a cavalcade of press next week. I guarantee. (sighs) Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I have you. I'm just like, this is like the preparation. I saw Michael Strahan. They're doing the interview. This is like the Super Bowl week preparation. Like they're (laughs) going around doing all of the media that you do ahead of it and talk about all the different things. And then boom, the big release coming out on Tuesday. Well, and frankly, it's because uh, here's the other thing is like, and I bet the Brit, uh, what I am most curious about, again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Spare, which comes out on Tuesday. That's Prince Harry's memoir. And by all accounts and by many of the stories, it's going to be sensational. There's going to be some blockbusters. Who knows if it's going to be stuff that we really didn't know. It, um, that's shocking per se, but I imagine it's going to be so fascinating, but it might not be totally like, you know, like, like I'm sure it'll be somewhat predictable. But my point is the thing that one of the things I am very interested in seeing is how the British tabloids respond or the British media 
because the British media and the American media are so different. And the way we do things, right, when there's a memoir like this, you know how this works. It is like the Super Bowl for this particular story because everybody from top down, like for GMA, for example, I guarantee you every show, right, every part of their news division, every part of their, um, you know, uh, talk show circuit, like, all of these interviews are going to be happening. All of these different avenues are going to be gone down. So there's going to be this amplification of all these stories here on my talk. I guarantee you every single show. Well, yeah, I think every single show will probably be talking about it because it's likely going to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest story of the week. Um, more, some shows more than others. I don't know what the Royal fascination is, level is on the morning show or with Donna and Steve. I know, of course, Lori and Julie are like supremely fascinated. Yeah. In fact, I should have gotten Lori to come in and tell us what she's most excited about or Julia. I saw Lori in the hall and she was most excited about Elvis's birthday on Sunday. Yes. She said, do not forget Elvis's, I think, 87th birthday okay. is on Sunday. So um, we have that to look forward to as well. But But, but again... The British media, they seem heck bent on tarnishing or just like going after Harry and Meghan in a way. But yet there's this megalithic media machine organism in the United States that is going to be pushing out stories to a level which it'll be curious to see how they all react and and how the royal family reacts to the attention and the spotlight. And frankly, so far, I feel like they look pretty good, Mm -hmm. despite what the British people, you know... Um, might think because British media always wants you to think that um, they're two spoiled brats who, you know, ruined the institution. I don't, I don't think the American media and the American public feels that way between the podcast and between some of the other interviews that we've seen. It just seems like the more they get their side of the story out, the more relatable it really is. And yeah, you can kind of see how that British media seems to kind of twist any story they want in the direction that they want. Yeah. Cause they want to protect, the yeah. they want to protect, you know, the institution yep. when, and look, I don't know what these, like, I don't know what it's really like. See, this sure. is what people get hung up on the, like they feel about, and I guess that's natural, right? Like you feel about these people, maybe the way you would feel about people in your own family. Like you just don't think too much beyond that. Right. Like I could see why some people would think like, Oh, they just have, they have everything. Why are they complaining? Right. I get that. But also, when you start to dig a little deeper and you start to listen, you go, oh, wow. So an entire country's media ecosystem is trashing your reputation and your personality and also doing it in a way that's, you know, like misogynistic, racist, like all of these horrible Mm -hmm. things day after day after day after day. And you're like, okay, I understand now why you might have wanted to leave anyway. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am completely fascinated. I am looking forward to it. Dear My Talk listeners, know that you can join our audio book club for spare get it download it read it however you want to do it and then we'll be talking about it all next week on the adventures of bradley and dawn when this show continues after the break holly will join us with a dirt alert right here on my talk 1071 this is a my talk dirt alert and here with all the latest is my very good friend and food fellow food chatter holly roberts Oh, hello, Bradley and Mike. Hello. We're not going to talk about food. We're going to talk okay. about justice. Oh, I like justice. Uh, Real House- <laughs> Housewives of Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw has been sentenced to six and a half years in prison for fraud. Oh, that is significant. Yes, it is very significant. Now, uh, the judge in this case noted several times that Jen Shaw was a leader of her conspiracy, uh, which was a likely factor when deciding the length of her sentence. Now, Shaw pleaded guilty in July in connection with the telemarketing scheme, which, in which she allegedly scammed thousands of people out of Monly, Mon, Monly, Monly. Friday, uh, mainly targeting the elderly. This is just so, oh God, it's, this is, I can't. Did she, what was her... Did she plead no, not guilty? No, she pled guilty, which is why she got the six and got a half it. years. Got it. Because if she had gone to trial, there was a potential sentence, I believe, of up to 30 years in prison, federal prison, Ooh, for telecommunications yeah. fraud. Good, good move then, Jen. Yeah. I mean, good to own your stuff. Because we've seen a lot of rea- other reality stars, <coughs> just had Chris Lee, <clears throat> uh, not take accountability for their role in whatever crimes. Right. They committed. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad at least somebody's doing the right thing. Yeah. After the fact. And a crime like this where you're targeting the elderly and targeting people like that. It's just it's such a there's a special place somewhere for for people like this. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think it, it's called hell. There uh-huh. you go. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. There's a level of dia- uh, diabolic behavior yeah. Yeah. in all of that. Now, uh, her attorneys did want to point out, though, that their client allegedly had no direct contact with the victims. Well, that makes it even worse. That was good for her. She didn't have to feel the pain of looking people in the eye and taking their life savings. Mm -hmm. But it didn't stop her at all. Exactly. (sighs) Anyway, she, um, she, I'm assuming she's already behind bars and uh, will remain there for the remainder of her Uh, term. Not quite. Well, she's scheduled to surrender to prison on February 17th. Okay, so she wasn't in prison before. No. All right. So she's not going to get any time served. No, she is not. Okay. We'll move on to other Real Housewives drama. Shall we? Lisa Renna. Oh, she's gone. Bye. Bye. And uh, her former Real Housewives of Beverly Hills co-star Lisa Vanderpump seemingly reacts to the news that Lisa Renna is gone from the show, simply tweeting, ding dong. Oh, God. (laughs) And I don't think she means like Amazon delivery. No. It's ding dong. The witch is dead. Exactly. It's not even Chris Pratt poetry. Oh, dings to to the the left. left. Dongs, Dongs to, to the, the right. right. 
Mm-hmm. So everyone is understanding what Lisa Vanderpump meant, and she capped it off in the very passive-aggressive way by adding a period at the end of it. Oh God! I, you know, but what would what would a story about a Real Housewife be without some drama or pettiness? Right? Like if it right. was just like, I wish her all the best. People yeah. would be like, what? what? How dare you? <sighs> I need shade, please. Yes, and uh, Lisa Vanderpump provided you a nice palm. Thank you, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Um, were you expect? Were we expecting? I am not a, a Real Housewives watcher. Yeah, was Lisa Rinna's departure? I feel like it was talked about or speculated. Well, I had some conversation with Lori and Donna before coming into the room about mm. Lisa Rinna, okay. and Lisa Rinna's bad behavior had been escalating over the seasons. And she basically did this to herself. She had cast herself as the villain, quote unquote. She was comparing herself will bring wrestling back into the picture as being a this was a performance art, so to speak, her behavior. But ultimately, well, now she's out of job. Okay, so So, that didn't work. Maybe plan your strategy better. That's hard, though. Like, I will not. It is hard to come up with a strategy to be a reality star. It is not just like I'm going to show up with lots of uh, injectables. I think that's like half of it, but yeah, yeah, you're like wrestling, Botox, <laughs> evil villain, mm-hmm. um, victim, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, trust fund baby, I'm, nepo baby, yeah, nepo babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would you be in reality show? Uh, what would your archetype be? Uh, I wouldn't be on one <laughs> because on I would spot. be too boring to be on a reality Me TV too. show. I just, I, or my problem is, I would forget what I was supposed to be. Oh. So, you know, like I would supposed to be the villain and I'd be like, can't we all just get along? And they're like, girl, you're supposed to be a villain. <laughs> you're supposed to be throwing bombs. Oh, I hate you. Words. Get out of here. You're all ugly. Bye. Now, now let me make you some jam. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Do you want to know how to pickle? Can we have like a real pickle housewives? You no. probably could. Like one ferments, but her ferments are always gross and nobody's willing to tell her about it. Oh, so passive aggressive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's always got some fuzzy mold on her ferments. Rude. Yeah, her pickles are sour. Mm. Fans of Wednesday should get excited because Netflix has renewed the popular show for a second season. Mike's excited. I am. I'm pumped. And the one thing we heard uh, as some of the rumors were circulating about this is that this is going to focus a little bit more on the family. Whereas Wednesday, I know you haven't seen it yet, Bradley. That is very specifically her at the uh, institution. Now it's going to be more about the family, which should be fun. You think it's going to be fun? I think so. Right on. All right. Well, Wednesday on a Friday, uh, when we come back, Holly on a blind item. That's what we're doing right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I'm the Bradley. Dawn will be back with us next week. Mike is here, and so is a gal by the name of Roberts, Holly, for some juicy bits of gossip with the names left out in a little segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. All right, fellas, time to solve some celebrity gossip mysteries. Yay! Like this one. This morning news anchor has a lot of skeletons in the closet of this former one-third A-list singer. She is totally willing to talk. 
Okay, I think I know what this is, but I don't know what this is. Is this saying that there's a talk show host with skeletons? Yes. The skeletons are of the one-third singer? The skeletons are in the closet of the one-third singer. So that person, she's willing to talk about them. Uh, oh, I, I'm so confused. But the one-third, that means she's in a trio? She, yes. Is that the, um, is there some like uh, uh, the Boswell sisters, 1920-something or other? No, they're probably not still with us. Okay. No, you uh, can give yourself a buzz. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, the Andrew sisters? Not even them. Okay. Minnesota's own. Mike. Trios. Yeah, I think 90s. Oh, Oh, don't go chasing waterfalls. Mm-hmm. TLC. Yeah. Ding, ding. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So chilly, chilly. Yes. Okay. Chilly. But who's the talk show host? Well, morning anchor. Morning, morning anchor. Gail. No. Okay. <laughs> no. More. Is it a female? No. Oh. Morning anchor. Wait, did we know this story already? Because we talked about Chili and her new. No, but that's an actor. That's Matthew Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. They're going strong. But Chili used to date this morning anchor. Uh, Michael Strahan. No. George Stephanopoulos. No. <laughs> Think about somebody. Oh, T.J. Home. Yes. Wow. Got there. Okay. Uh-huh. I should have put the two and two together because he's been in headlines for, of course, having relationships. Yes. Now, fill in the blanks. Apparently, TJ Holmes has a lot of skeletons in the closet of Chili from TLC. And Chili from TLC is totally willing to talk because the two dated all the way back in 2007 when TJ Holmes was working for CNN in Atlanta, that is Chili's hometown. So is this saying that Chili will talk about TJ's skeletons? Yes. Got it. Okay, because I was like, is she willing to talk to TJ about her skeletons? I don't get it, no. but now I do. And yes. now it makes total sense. Also, yeah. when are these two going to be dealt with? I need to know the result. They have still, they're still off the air, right? TJ Holmes and Amy Robach? Yeah. Yes. I mean, come on already. Yeah, but they're calling the paparazzi to have photo sessions in New York City walking out about. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. God, these two. It's not that I begrudge them living their life, but I would like ABC to, like, let's do this. Come on. You need to get a hold of their exec. Come on now. Yeah. Hurry up. I mean, I just, I think ABC has dropped a ball. Should we pick up a ball in the form of another blind item, Holly? Of course. Okay. Blinded by the item. Right, Bradley and Mike, solve this celebrity gossip mystery. Despite given every opportunity in a recent interview, this foreign-born, former A-plus list, mostly movie actor, who is a former superhero and Oscar winner slash nominee, could not bring himself to say anything bad about the disgraced director because the director could destroy the career of the actor in a second. Wow. I know, that's a lot. That's a lot, but basically we need a dirty dog director. Yep. I mean, I I want to go to Harvey Weinstein. No. But I don't feel like he's dangerous anymore. Uh, we've there's, talked about this person. Well, there's a lot of things swirling around, and if it's superhero related, is it? It's not James Gunn, is it? No. Okay. Uh, is he a superhero director? 
Uh, yes, uh, he has collaborated on superhero films with the person in the interview. But he's a dirty doog. The director is mm. a dirty doog, yes. Uh, who's a dirty doog, Mike? Coming um, up on the other side, form-born, former superhero. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's probably actually a better avenue. I like where you're going. I mean... Superhero. I, I wouldn't be Oscar award winning though. Would be. Oh. Would, did he win his Oscar for the superhero movie? Uh, I don't think he has won an Oscar. Oh, but gotcha. He has been nominated for Was one. It like a, it's not like a Chris Hemsworth. It, it is not a Chris it, Hemsworth. Uh, is it a Christian Bale? It is not a Christian uh, Bale. Uh, uh, this person was nominated for an Academy Award in uh, 2013. Is his name Henry? No. Oh, God, it's not Henry Cavill. Okay. <laughs> no. This person played this particular superhero character for a long time. A long time. The superhero is not James Bond. No. Okay. That's, no, no, yeah. no. Okay. A long time. A long time. And he even starred in his own movie as the superhero. Wow. Well, I just got a text message from our good friend Paul, and I'm going to have to think he is correct. Hugh Jackman. Well, congratulations, Paul McGuire Grimes for the day. Yes, <laughs> Paul. He'll be joining us at two. Okay, uh-huh. so who is the Dirty Dog director? Can we get there, Mike? Of Wolverine? I haven't, or I necessarily yeah. be Wolverine, yeah, but I don't. Who's I don't the director, know who director of Wolverine? Wolverine was. Who's the director of X Men? That guy. That That one guy, yeah. It's not Brian Singer, is yes, it? Yes, it is. Oh, yes, we got there. He is a dirty dog. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, fill in these blanks, please. Yeah, so despite giving given every opportunity in a recent interview, Hugh Jackman could not bring himself to en- say anything bad about Brian Singer because Brian Singer could destroy the career of Hugh Jackman in a second. Interesting. I feel like you should spend some time in the blind items. To figure that out. Yes. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, Brian Singer has somehow just, based on all the rumors, and, and actually not just rumors, right? Like actual reporting uh, from what I remember. I mean, it's just, it seems like there's still a story there to tell Yeah, well, that has it, not been told. Here's what Hugh Jackman told The Guardian about uh, witnessing, if he, when asked if he had witnessed any of Brian Singer's toxic onset behavior on the set of X-Men around the year 2000, Hugh Jackman said this, this is my first movie in America, you gotta understand, so it was all new to me. I think it's fair to say that there are some stories, you know, I think there are some ways of being on the set that would not happen now, and I think that things have changed for the better, and he adds, there's way less tolerance for disrespectful, marginalized bullying, and any oppressive behavior. There's zero tolerance for it now and people will speak out and I think that's great. That is what in the business we call a diplomatic answer. <laughs> yeah. That's not actually He an said answer. a lot of words <laughs> yes, without saying anything. <laughs> but actually said nothing. Oh God and yet said everything uh-huh. that we understood very well. We heard you Hugh. Let's do another one. I do like Hugh's ability to sort of dodge and weave through Hollywood because he's gotten caught up. Alright so Sorry, go on. <laughs> well, yeah. That, I just that want to honor it. his work. And also, he's a skin cancer survivor, so best of luck to him. All right. This married A-plus list, mostly movie actor, is a multiple Oscar winner and nominee and was doing his usual thing of hitting on a waitress this week while sitting alone waiting for his appointment to show. He asked the waitress for her number multiple times and asked for all of her social media. Wow. 
Multiple. Can you describe this person again? Multiple. Um, this would be a married A plus list, mostly movie actor, who's a multiple Oscar winner slash nominee. Oh, it's not Tom Hanks, is it? No. Okay. That would just ruin, just ruin everything. Yeah. No, the thing with Tom Hanks is that you know he's uh, rumors are uh, there's he's enough had of a, the yeah he's go had to the blind go to the blind items. yeah <laughs> but uh-huh. not too deep. Yeah, um, there are a couple. You know, there are like two or three names that are. Would we be surprised by any of these? Um, I don't think so. Okay, so multiple things. Yeah, uh, actor who's married, Mike. Yeah, huh? multiple Oscar actor. Uh huh. Married. Yeah, married actors. Who's married in Hollywood, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> We'd run through the list. Come on. <laughs> no, oh, I'm sorry. My brain is just, let's focus, I'm Friday brain. Let's focus on this one name that has shown up multiple times. And I'm okay. looking at this actor. Yes, he is married. And he has been nominated for one, two, three, four, five Academy Awards and has won an Academy Award as well. But not for acting. Oh. 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 So he's an actor who also sings or directs? Hmm. None of those. Oh. 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 So it's not like a Ben Affleck. No. Because he's directed. Ben Affleck and... That was the other name I thought. Matt Matt Damon? Damon? Yes. Wow. Oh. Okay. Okay. So this is what NT Lawyer is gossiping about. That Matt Damon was doing his usual thing of hitting on a waitress this week. While sitting alone waiting for his appointment to show. And Matt Damon asked for the waitress for her number multiple times and also asked for all her social handles. And did she give them? Who knows? I don't know. That is uh, bold. I almost said boolsy. But um, (laughs) it's boolsy and bulls. It sure is. To just in the middle of of the day be like, hey, give me your number. Why? Probably. It was like, I'm Matt Damon. Do you want to be a star? Mm Mm-hmm. Not like anyone has never used that line ever in the history of Hollywood. Yeah, but I always wonder, too, like, the person, do they give them? Like, what do you do? Like, even if you're not interested, do you give your number just to see what happens? Because then you got a story to tell. Yeah. But then you you get caught up in something and suddenly you're in a movie. You go down the rabbit hole up until the point that there's a non-disclosure agreement. And then you got to dip out. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Holly always has great advice. (laughs) Holly, you have so much great advice. Will you stick around? Sure. Because I need you to share some advice with Andy Cohen and Ryan Seacrest. Oh, boy. They have finally buried their beef uh, with each other. When we come back, we'll tell you what that means. And I promise it's probably not what you think right here on my talk. One oh seven one. Wrapping up the first hour of the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I'm Bradley. Good afternoon. It's Friday. It's just before one o'clock and our good friend Holly Roberts has stuck around to help me in my get through one of the top stories of the day. Not really, but there has been this like just mediocre beef, uh, which you know, aptly <laughs> named between Andy Cohen and Ryan Seacrest. Holly, were you aware of this at all this week? Uh, yes, I was aware of this. What would this be like? The chuck roast of celebrity yeah. beefs or what's the one that you have to put in the crock pot that tender, yeah. to tenderize? I, I would say a good chuck roast uh, is probably the way to go. Lots of flavor, but you got to just beat it uh, to death. Yeah. And this story has been beaten to death all week because allegedly, supposedly, uh, Ryan Seacrest felt snubbed by Andy Cohen. 
during their New Year's broadcast, their dueling New Year's broadcasts. And it all boiled down to like a miscommunication, perhaps. Oh. And so the two finally buried the beef mm. with one another when Andy called Ryan on his show. Let's listen to how this went down. And I just want you to Hollywood speak this to use a Lori and Julia phrase trademarked by them. And I probably now have to write them a check. Explain what you think is going on here. I got to tell you something. I like watching people fight. I don't like fighting with people. Well, we're not. We're not. That's the funny thing. I was at the DMV. And I was renewing my license, and the wonderful woman helping me. You go to the DMV? <laughs> wow, you answer your own phone? You go to the DMV? This is like, I'm learning a lot today. Go on, you were at the DMV. So, so she brings people. up your name, Andy Cohen. And I said to her, oh, that's funny, because, you know, he and I have known each other for a long time. And we've been friends for, I mean, years now. And we both... Right are in Times Square together. We're really doing the same job for hours and hours, and we talk about it leading up to it, literally the day of the show, usually about weather. But I said to her, no, he and I have known each other really well for year. How many years do you think we've been friends now? Maybe 15. I mean, yeah. I think I probably first met you about 15 years ago. Something yeah, wow. I think that's right. We started to work together, actually, when we first met. But it is, uh, it, it is funny to you know to think that... Some people think you and I have this thing going on, which just isn't true. Okay. That's it? Excuse me. <laughs> what? People think we have a thing going on that's just not true. The, whoa, 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 Ryan Seacrest is the one who started this on Ke- his show. He brought this up that he was snubbed by Andy Cohen, and now Andy is calling in because he has started this like battle between them, which caught Andy off guard. And he was like, I don't know what this is about. And then he went after Anderson Cooper. and was like, I think you threw me, or I think you are the reason that Ryan Seacrest is mad at me again, because Ryan Seacrest brought it up on his show. No, I'm not having any of this. You know what this is? This is a failed storyline on Live with Thank Kelly you. and Ryan. Thank you. This was all just crap. They were like, ooh, it's the first week back after holiday hiatus. What are we going to talk about? Thank you, Bradley. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? And maybe it actually happened that they were both there doing their New Year's Eve telecasts. Ryan over at ABC, Andy Cohen over at CNN, close by. And maybe this actually happened. But this was like, let's make this into something. Let's have it be but dramatic. But then they didn't have the payoff. You have to have the payoff. If you're right. going to, this is like radio, uh, TV 101. If you're going to do a bit, finish the bit. Yes. Nail the bit. Right. There needed to be follow through with this because this all doesn't add up. Let's put the pieces of the puzzle together. One, the story, we wouldn't have known it if Ryan Seacrest didn't bring it on air. Thank you. Two, Kelly Ripa is BFF with Andy Cohen. Thank you. So there's a... there's. Oh, a- but wait, no, but Ryan and Andy have been friends for 15 years. <laughs> I don't know what this is about. You brought it up! <laughs> Thank you. Continue, sorry. Then Andy Cohen also is in the same predicament where he's like, great. I can take this and yes, and it over on my show. And he can bring in Anderson. Yes. And they did that. But and Anderson did the thing because Anderson, he called Andy Cohen, said like, I don't know. He's got this bug up his butt, Ryan, about me. And I don't know why. Okay, so like play that all the way through. Like, why would he? 
You know, I will give Andy Cohen uh, the benefit of the doubt here. He he yes anded the bit. Yes. And he brought he brings in Anderson Cooper. And he's like An- Anderson. Normally, when you see Ryan, you will tell me so that I can acknowledge him. And you didn't do that. And Anderson was like, "Yeah," but Anderson even Anderson was like not interested because Anderson was just like, "Oh, he probably just didn't see or you didn't see him. It's fine. There's nothing." It's like no. You have to take the bit, react to the bit, and give the bit some life, or put the bit to bed. And right. they they just sort of like, uh, oh, it's, fine. Uh, it's fine. Anderson's first line was, "Oh, you're going to drag me into this now." Like he, that's that's how he brought yeah. it up. That's how he started. It's like he wasn't included. He yeah. should have been well, and then off. he got included, so he yeah. should have then taken it to the next level and been like, "Yeah, Ryan's. I don't know what's wrong with him." <laughs> well, Anderson, because, <laughs> because then then you get to the point where when you do the interview, you can say. What do you, why do you think I, like, where is this coming from? Like, Andy Cohen should have been all over Ryan. But clear, I don't know if it was their egos or, like, Andy was like, I don't want to get Ryan mad at me or whatever it was. But now it just looks like, I I don't know why we've been talking about you for the last week. You just wasted all of our times. We wanted some juicy gossip. And the guy who runs franchise after franchise of juicy gossip can't, you know, finish the bit. Yeah. It's surprising. Did he and Kelly Ripa have a conversation? Did What was going on? Also with Anderson Cooper, I'm sure he was like, fine, I'll yes and your bit, but you're taking away my clout because I'm busy. I got a Prince Harry interview that's airing on 60 Minutes Thank this you. Sunday. And- I don't want to be talking about your petty drama when I got legit hot goss. Well, and he didn't even say that, by the way. Anderson Cooper didn't even bring up the unique opportunity that he had right there to pimp the interview that he's got on 60 Minutes. And he just like offhandedly referenced in that conversation with him about like the the Capitol, you know, the Speaker of the House craziness that Anderson was probably having to pay attention to. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's got drama, drama, <laughs> you people drama. And now you're not delivering on your drama. And so it just looks like a bunch of lukewarm pettiness. And everybody's like, why are we talking about these fools? Why are we talking about these fools? Thank you! Because they didn't finish the bit. And they deserve to be raked over the coals. And they should listen to the segment. And then they should call us. And then we will finish the bit for them. Yes. Right? Of course. Okay. We'll take it to 11. I'm going to take this MP3 and I'm going to send it to both of those guys. Yeah, because you have... When somebody brings up your name... Right. Like when Andy Cohen or Ryan Seacrest brought up Andy Cohen's name, that's a unique opportunity. You have to do something with it. Now, if I were Andy Cohen, I would have called Ryan and said, what are you doing before I respond publicly? I would like to know what this is about. Is this real or is this not real? And if it's not real, what would your what would you like to be done with it? Or if it's real, what's going on? Like what? Can we talk? I mean, can we have coffee? (laughs) Yeah. Or have that in public, like just call him up. I mean, these again are public figures. It's not like they have to plan things off the air. I mean, they, they could just talk. He could have just had Ryan on. Mm -hmm. I don't know why this drove me nuts. I'm sorry. Because there was no payoff. Exactly. Exactly. Because I spent the whole week talking about it for nothing. (sighs) Well, happy weekend, fellas. Holly, thank you for at least allowing me to vent. You're welcome. It's safe space. And for sticking around uh, much longer than you needed to. I hope you have something wonderful planned this weekend mm-hmm. or at least some good food. When we come back, I have a question for you guys. What's the best food to order for takeout? Call us.